0: And so parents who ask, like, gosh, I thought I had to wait three to five days between new foods. That's what my doctor says. That's based on a fear of having an allergic reaction to food. But it's important to know that if your baby is going to have an allergic reaction to food, the vast majority of those allergic reactions are going to occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours following ingestion. So it's not like you feed your baby a food and then three days later, there's a weird diaper and you're like, oh my gosh, they're allergic to it. It doesn't work like that. We definitely don't need to wait three to five days between introducing new foods. You wanna go much, much faster to help your baby achieve diet diversity. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm sharing answers to the five most frequently asked questions about baby-led weaning. Now, I'm recording this episode close to the end of 2022 for release in early 2023, and at the end of the year, we always go through our stats from the past year including the most frequently asked BLW questions from my free weekly video workshop that's called Baby-Led Weaning for Beginners. So at the end of this hour long video training, I do a Q&A and then answer parent and caregiver questions. So we make a point to respond to every question. If we don't get to it on the workshop, then Caitlin or dietitian or myself, we follow up to each of these questions by email. So I feel like we have like a really good pulse on the types of questions that parents are asking. And it's so fun to see them fluctuate, like kind of depending upon, you know, what's like going crazy on TikTok. Parents will ask certain questions about certain foods or if they see other articles in the news and they'll be like, hey, is this true? But if you took a look at the entire year, what I wanted to do was just boil it down and share with you the five most frequently asked questions from the Baby Lead Weaning for Beginners Workshop. And if you haven't taken the workshop yet, it's a one hour video training where I walk you through what the first few days of Baby led Weaning look like, show you how to introduce all of the allergenic foods, talk about getting over your fear of gagging. And I give everyone on that workshop a copy of my 100 First Foods list. You can sign up for this week's workshop times by going to babyledweaning.co. And stick around to the end of the workshop where you can ask any leftover burning baby led weeding questions that you have. So with no further ado, here's the top five questions from all of 2022 about baby lead weeding. Number one, is it safe to try one new food each day? And that question is usually followed up with like, how do you observe for an allergic reaction if you're doing a new food all the time? Well, here's the answer to that. Yes, it's definitely safe to try one or more than one new food every day. Sometimes parents will say, wait, I thought I need to wait three to five days. Between foods, that's what my doctor said. And no, you do not need to wait three to five days between foods. We've done a lot of different episodes on this topic. If you go back to episode 84, it's all about why you don't need to wait three to five days between new foods. I interviewed leading food allergy expert and PhD pediatric dietitian Karina Venter on that topic. But basically the notion there is that parents are scared to introduce foods like quickly because they think if there's an allergic reaction, they won't know which food caused the reaction. Here's the deal. If your baby is going to have an allergic reaction to food, the vast majority of allergic reactions will occur within minutes and up to no more than two hours following ingestion. So it's not like you feed your baby pork and three days later, there's a weird diaper. Oh my gosh, they're allergic to pork, which by the way, your baby's not going to be allergic to pork. That was a bad example. But the point is the allergenic foods, I do build in a three-day pad. So in my program, when we're introducing five new foods per week, we start by doing the first allergenic food in week one, Friday, we do it two times on Friday, two times on Saturday, two times on Sunday. So we're doing six or seven different exposures of that same allergenic food over the course of the weekend with no other new foods in there because you wanna be able to observe for any potential reactions. But you can continue to include all the previous familiar foods from other days, the low risk non-allergenic foods um, along with those new allergenic foods. But yes, it's definitely safe to do one or more than one new food per day. I don't do two new allergenic foods in the same day though because of course, if the baby did have a reaction to one of the big nine allergenic foods, those are the nine foods that account for about 90% of food allergy in the United States. If there was a reaction, you want to make sure you know which food caused the potential reaction. But other than that, don't wait three to five days between foods, you guys. That unnecessarily slows your baby down. All right, second question. What if my baby breaks off a big bite or breaks off a piece of food? Will they choke? Okay, and this is usually after parents have learned as they teach on the workshop that the safest size for baby-led weaning foods are foods that are about the size of your adult pinky finger And that's so that the baby who doesn't have their pincer grip yet, right? Because early on, those early eaters at six and seven, eight months of age, your baby doesn't have their pincer grasp. So they're going to use their whole hand or their palmer grasp to rake or scoop the foods up and into their mouth. We make the foods longer so that they can actually pick the food up and bring it to their mouth. But yes, of course, they're going to break off a piece of the food in their mouth. That's the point. That's the precursor to chewing is breaking that food off and getting it into a more manageable size that the baby can then maneuver and manipulate around their mouth. So the intention is to have the baby being the one bringing the food to their mouth, squeezing the piece off either in their hand or in their mouth or with their gums or with their tongue. And at the beginning, they'll move it around, spit it out. Sometimes they swallow a little bit of it. But as long as the baby is the one driving the eating experience, then that is baby led weaning in motion. We don't wanna be cutting up foods into little tiny pieces. I was at a restaurant the other day with a family member and she was cutting up her food super duper small because she was so scared that her baby was going to choke. And I was saying, gosh, you know, it's actually the opposite, right? The bigger pieces of food are safer early on in baby-led weaning. We want to stay away from the super tiny size pieces. But if the baby is the one who breaks that food off into a smaller size, we need to trust that the baby will know what to do with that in their mouth. And they're going to learn what to do with it in their mouth, but they don't need us to intervene. They need us to offer longer pieces of food about the size of our adult pinky finger early on in self-feeding. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Third question that we get a lot is help. My baby has no interest in food like, we just started solid foods, we've done a couple of meals, my baby just sits there, he won't touch it. You guys, this question, totally typical for babies in the first few days and weeks of baby led weaning. There is not very much action slash eating occurring early on in baby led weaning. That's typical. Babies need lots of time to learn how to eat. And the good thing is, is you've got this like insurance policy in place called infant milk. So breast milk or formula that's still providing the majority of baby's nutrition needs as you start solid foods. So it's totally okay if they're not, quote unquote, eating a lot early on. So I would encourage you to offer solid foods one to two times per day when your baby is six to seven months of age. And sometimes parents are like, but they're doing absolutely nothing. And I know it feels counterintuitive and counterproductive, but double up on the amount of practice and the number of times your baby is eating a day if they're doing absolutely nothing. Because practice makes progress. and. We can sit there with our babies, offer those foods, sit across from them, be very exaggerated in how we bring the foods to our mouth and demonstrate how we chew foods and swallow foods. But honestly, if your baby's not getting a lot of practice at the table with foods, then they're not going to be making very much progress. But please understand that very early on, not a whole lot happens, but sometimes things as little as touching the food or picking a piece up or even putting it in their ear or their hair. Remember, learning how to eat is a full sensory experience. And so those are all actually parts of learning how to eat, even though it might not look like eating to you, but hang in there, it will happen with practice. All right, fourth most common question we get is about switching from purees. Usually along the lines of like, I started with purees and now I wanna switch to baby led weaning. My baby hates being spoon fed. We're only doing purees. Am I too late to switch to baby led weaning? No, you are not too late to make the transition from purees. Purees are actually a very important texture for your baby to master. It's just not the only texture of food that your baby can eat. So in my programs, I teach a purees for a few days approach to starting solid foods. And that's where we do purees from a preloaded spoon for the first two, sometimes three days in addition to solid strips of food. Okay, so we do a thin puree of that food, a chunkier puree of that food, and then soft solid strips of that food all in the same 15 or 20 minute feeding on day one. And then when we move to day two and we're trying a new vegetable, we do a thin puree from a preloaded spoon, a chunkier puree from a preloaded spoon. The baby usually picks it up by hand, but then also the soft strips of that vegetable on day two. And then by day three, with a lot of the grains, sometimes they're in pureed form, we could do it from a preloaded spoon. But when I get to day four and we do that first meat, we don't need to puree those foods anymore, okay? You don't even have to puree foods if you don't want to. And if you've been doing purees and putting a spoon in your baby's mouth, If you want to adopt more of a baby-led approach, you've got to start doing that pre-loaded spoon approach. I can teach you all about how to do that and show you what it looks like inside of that Baby-Led Weaning for Beginners workshop. If you're kind of more of a visual person, you can sign up at babyledweaning.co to take that one-hour video training where I walk you through the first few days, show you what the purees for a few days approach looks like. But no, you're not too late to make the switch. But we do know that that flavor window where babies will like and accept a wide variety of foods and flavors and tastes and textures, that window is not open forever, okay? And we want to take advantage of that in infancy. And our goal is to have most of your baby's nutrition coming from food by the time your baby turns one and purees are not going to get you there. So if you've been doing purees, it is time to make the leap to try out some more finger foods. And it might also help you to know that research shows us that it's the babies who've had the least amount of experience with finger foods that are actually at elevated risk of choking. So even if you're scared to push past purees, you've got to do this because it's developmentally appropriate for your baby and what they need as far as next steps to start learning how to eat more real food so that by age one, most of their nutrition is coming from food and not from infant milk anymore. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break, but I'll be right back. All right, fifth most common question we get is around which foods can my baby safely eat? It'll be like, can my baby eat mushroom? Can my baby eat pork? Can my baby eat asparagus? Insert the name of the foods, And the answer is yes. Babies can eat almost all foods early on in self-feeding. Now, certainly there's foods that we don't feed our baby. I have a whole list of 15 foods never to feed your baby, though. These are foods we want to stay away from. This is a free feeding guide that I put together because I like to focus on all the foods your baby can eat. But I do think it's important to point out the foods that are a choking hazard or for other reasons we should not be offering to baby. They're all about safety. And so those 15 foods never to feed your baby, that's in a free feeding guide that you can download. If you check the show notes where you're listening to this podcast, you can get that free feeding guide called 15 foods to never feed your baby. But I want you to look at all the other foods out there and be like, hmm. Yes, my baby can safely eat these foods. And one thing that we've made a point of doing on our team from the last two years is demonstrating in the first week of baby-led weaning all 100 foods from the first Foods List. And I'm proud to say that as of the end of 2022, we finished the last one, it was duck. Duck was the one food left on the 100 first foods list that I had never done in week one of baby led weaning with a baby. I just did it with this adorable baby, baby Florence, and I kind of checked off my own version of the 100 first foods list that over the past two years, I have featured a baby in video on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok showing all hundred of the foods in the first week of baby led weaning, just to show you guys that there's no right or wrong foods to start with and that we can modify and make almost all foods safe for early eaters to learn how to eat. So again, if you want to grab a copy of that 100 first foods list and work your way through all the 100 foods on that list, that 100 first foods list I give away to everyone for free on that Baby Led Weaning for Beginners Workshop, head to babyledweaning.co to sign up for this week's workshop times. You can also grab all of the links that I mentioned in today's episode on the show notes page for this episode, which is at blwpodcast.com forward slash 296. And a special thank to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out Airwave Media for some great other podcast opportunities. And we are on the web. Our baby led weaning podcast homepage is at blwpodcast.com. And again, blwpodcast.com slash 296 will take you to where you need to be for the links for this episode, including that free feeding guide, 15 foods never to feed your baby and where you can sign up to take the Baby Led Weaning for Beginners video workshop and get your own copy of the 100 First Foods list. And at the end of that workshop, that's when I do the Q&A session. So if you've been learning about Baby Led Weaning or listening to the podcast, and you still have questions about giving your baby a safe start to solid foods, drop them in the question box at the end of that workshop, and I'd love to answer your question for you. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles, something that has some storytelling in it. Well, then look no further. We have Story Time with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.